1: Are you looking for the peace of God, the peace with God? Well, there are some things that you need to do. One of them is tap into the promise that God has already given you for it. We'll take a look at that next here on Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Peace with God and the peace of God. If you're looking for peace today, please stick around. This is Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard from Valley Bible Church in Hercules. And we're in a little mini-series out of Philippians looking at the four great promises of God. Now, today we focus our thoughts and attention on this promise of peace. It really is an amazing promise. So many of us are looking for peace, but then we turn around and do things to avoid this promise of God. So what are we to avoid and what are we to do to obtain this promise? It's the focus of today's broadcast. Won't you join us with this edition of Truth For Today now from Valley Bible Church in Hercules. Once again, here's Pastor Phil Howard.
2: God does not worry. And he said, one of the things I want to do to my people is I want to deliver them from worry. Cast all of your care on me because I'll take care of it for you. And he will do something. He will put guards on duty to guard your heart and your thought life. Your worry is conjured up from your heart and from the way you're thinking. Pastor Rollins has often told me and used the illustration, some people always see the glass half empty, some see it half full. How do you see it? It's the way you think. I, quite frankly, see it half empty. I think I'm a more of a realist. He's great for me. He's more idealistic and positive. I said, man, you're positive, but I think we're broke. It's the way he interprets the data. It's the way he looks at things. We all have a perspective, the way we interpret life. But he said here, if you will pray, I will commission peace like Sentry guards on the citadel of your heart, and I will tell them whenever worry tries to take over their heart, which is their inner emotional life, the core of their being, and when worry tries to take over their thought life, the peace of God will stand up like a policeman and hold it at bay and say, You cannot have their heart, you cannot have their thought life, because Isaiah said a great word, and it's the Philippians. Four six of the New Testament, he said, "You will keep it. And in Hebrew, it goes this way: "You will shalom, shalom, two shaloms." That's the way you do a superlative in Hebrew. You shall shalom, shalom, peace upon peace. Those who keep their minds stayed, and that word stayed was used of a rope that was twisted. For those who twist their thoughts around God. You will reward them with shalom, shalom. Peace, peace, because their thoughts are wrapped up in heaven. Set your thoughts on things above and not on things on the earth. And the little word for thoughts, get the word, frame of thinking. Set your frame of thinking on things above where Christ is, who is your life, and God's peace will guard your heart like a citadel. God says, if you'll trust me and pray about everything you worry about, I'll put on duty in your heart and your thoughts my peace, and it will keep obey everything that would destroy it. God promises peace to his people who pray. He says in verse 8, there's something else you've got to do to have this peace. You not only have to pray right, you've got to think right. Notice what he says. He says in verse 8, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, since there are things that are excellent, it's a, really a sense, since there are excellent things, since there are things that are literally worthy of praise, think, think about such categories of mental pondering. Think. Let me give you some handles on these words. True, just truthful. Truthful versus the soaps. Truthful versus the office gossip. Truth instead of national inquirer. Truth. Think on things that are true. And I and one of the brothers helped me out. You have to watch out. I'm just telling you because it's the truth. Well, yeah, there's a whole lot of bad stuff going on that is true, but I, I really think he's putting it in the noble kinds of truths, good truths. Not Lucille just ran away from Henry. You know, all these hard luck stories. A woman ran off with the garbage man. I don't miss my woman, but I do empty that can. You know, B.B. King, the thrill is gone. Yeah, I'm a ghetto woman. Well, I, I play that once in a while, but man, I sure don't play on a bad day, not on a worry day. Man, let's throw on B.B. because I, I want to have prayer. Prayer in my foot. I got to be a little high to play. Him. I used to try to listen to uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan. If he couldn't make you blue. You hadn't heard him. Jimi Hendrix, you know he was on the third level of drugs. Purple haze, you didn't make that sober. Come on. Man, I'm on a trip. You ain't kidding, honey. Whatever's noble, uh, which commands respect. Whatever is right, an idea's fair. What's fair? What's, what's honest? Whatever's pure, uh, I think there would be moral purity uh, or anything that would soil you, uh, unfit you for God's use. He said that in 2 Timothy. Cleanse yourself from all of this gunk, Timothy, that you might be fit for the master's use. You know, when I grew up, I didn't think of everything I could do. I thought of everything that could soil me and keep me from doing what God called me to do. People said, well, you know you could have gone that dance. Yeah, I know I could have. Well, you know you would have been saved. Yeah, I know I would have been saved. But I always try to stay away from handling skunks because I was afraid I'd smell like them. I was trying to sit clean enough because I grew up under a theology that you got to get clean if you think God's going to pour pure water and you're going to be a vessel of honor. Any old garbage truck and carried trash, I thought God called me to be a vessel of honor. I didn't want to be dirty. If you just want to carry garbage, hang out with anything and get soiled, get dirty. Get a little bit of this world's throw up on your testimony, if that's what you want to do. But I hear him tell the man of God, you separate. Young people, this is a libertine era that says you can do anything. I'm free. I'm in grace. I could just, I got all the, oh yeah, tell me all about it. Is there anything you'd give up just so you could stay clean? What are you known for? Lovely. Things that are attractive. Winsome. Think on these things. Things that have a good report. Graces. Honorable. I say something that is uh, it's a bit humorous, but it really did happen to me. Uh, and uh, it's in this matter of thinking. I was teaching at a A small Bible college in Livermore from sixty-six to seventy, and uh, a lot of times I would teach from six to ten o'clock, and it was a seventeen-acre campus. I lived on the campus, and uh, uh, so I I would walk to our little house on this campus. But uh, in the winter months, dark, all kinds of eucalyptus trees, and uh, boy, winter nights around that wind would be blowing, Uh, the rain maybe going. And uh, it was a little spooky to be quite frank. I mean i 'm walking on the campus, but you know everybody's uh, in the dorms, everything's quiet, and I would always be the last to be going uh, home and i 'd walk through there, and it was spooky enough. I mean it a little kind of bothered me i don 't believe in ghosts, but it was spooky, and uh, I walked faster than normal, and so But, you know, I would, if you've ever done anything like that, I'd get kind of wound up, and I got into the habit. We had a little postage stamp TV, black and white. Carolyn was working for the lab in Livermore. She'd be in bed. I'd come in, wound up, and if she'd been godly that day, she'd fix cookies for me uh, and milk or, you know, something, a little midnight snack so I'd get diabetes, you know. Uh, And so... uh, I'd get in there and uh, I'd I'm wound up. I can't only really go to sleep. And I got are doing a whole rerun every night of The Untouchables, which is really tame by today's standards, I know. But you're talking to, you know, someone that remembers when we had black and white TV. And um, so I get to watching that every night. It was my unwind. Boy, I can't wait. I'm all geared up and You know, the last thing I saw before I went to bed is Luigi just got choked to death. Oh, I never knew you could take a piano wire and just cut a guy's veins and just die. That's interesting. The last thing I taught was Romans. And I'm coming over here. Go, Luigi. (laughs) (laughs) Boop. Ah, and I go to get in bed. Did I feel like kissing Carolyn? you got to be kidding. I mean, and after about a month of this, I I said, Carolyn, I'm becoming fearful. What is it? The mob's coming. I think the mob is on staff at this school. Somewhere, they're out there in these eucalyptus. I ah, thought, what's happening to you? You know, big prophets in the eucalyptus. What's your problem? My problem is, at late at night, I was feeding my mind on negative, killing stuff, like the 10 o'clock news, and, uh, and hot chocolate wasn't knocking me out. Uh, it's a little stupid, a little crazy, but I suggest, if you read some suspense novel on the Valachi papers, I used to read a lot of mafia true stories. And once again, <laughs> yeah, turn out the light. Woo, man, I feel it. <laughs> it was my Richmond roots. I had to feed it some way. <laughs> now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord, <laughs> keep me from Luigi. Hey, I was feeding my mind with stuff that would make a wreck out of you if you took it serious. These, some of these movies, don't go. Don't go to it, and they call the pastors for a counseling appointment. <laughs> so I've been having anxiety attacks. Honey, let me tell you where to stop. Uh, that one movie, uh, was it down, down Under? What was that one with the Harrison Ford where he's in the tub trying to kill a gal? Down Deep? What lies beneath? There we go. Has anyone ever seen What lies beneath? Come on, you can confess. This church. I'm in Kauai. My grandson. I said, come on, Matthew. Grandma and I want to take you to a movie while his parents want to go. Some out of the way remote little village out there in Kauai. So let's go for a Friday night. Just fun. Fun. You know, your grandma loves to laugh. You know, let's have a... So we go. To see what lies beneath. I want to tell you, honey, something lies beneath. It's not what I was counting on. At one point in that movie, when he came out of there, people are screaming everywhere. People behind me are screaming. <laughs> wait, wait. You got to think right if you don't want to worry. What you feed this mind on, you can undo all. The, you say, oh, I don't believe that. Well, you've never seen it. Shut up. It's scary. And I just seen light stuff because I don't go to many movies. Our kids, I love it. I mean, kids eight years old, I want to see someone killed tonight. He said, if you want to experience the peace of God, think in these categories. If you don't, go ahead and worry. Finally, he says in verse 9, whatever you have learned from me, Whatever you have heard me say, whatever you've seen, look at that verse 9. Four things. Whatever you've learned, whatever you received, whatever you heard or seen in me, do it. Put it into practice. Yeah? What if I do it? What will you do? Watch. And the God of peace will be with you. Pray about it. Think about it. The right things and practice the right things, and you'll have peace. Be sure of who's teaching you. You're going to wind up just like them. Luke 6:40 says, "When a student is fully taught, they become like the teacher that taught them." Luke 6:40. So Paul says, "You guys, you didn't have a New Testament? So I was everything. You heard, I taught you Romans. Let's say I taught you Thessalonians. I told you everything I was telling you in my epistles. You watched me live it. You never had a New Testament. So I was God's living message in front of you. You watched me. Uh, You saw me after persecution. Uh, We're a suffering church. Uh, You may have seen me with some of the uh, uh, scars from Lystra and Derby. But whatever you heard me say... However you saw me act, whatever you learned from me, if you'll do it, let me say this to you. If you'll do what a lousy preacher tells you, and he tells you the truth, you'll have peace. Didn't say I had to be a good preacher for you to cash in on it. I'm so sick and tired of grading preachers. Why don't you grade truth? Grade truth. You want to do it? Can you do a better job? Do it. Do it in your sphere of influence, wherever. Do our, those around us. You know, we ought to be packing this place with people that need peace. The economy is in trouble. The housing market's in trouble. The lowest in 40 years. Prices are cut. Wall Street's jittery. Half a percent cut, hoping we don't lose. We don't know what we're going to experience economically. Everything, war. The jihad. There's there's enough thing to give you an honest nervous breakdown, if you didn't think your father was in charge. But I ask you, dear children of God, haven't you already settled eternity when you took Christ as your Savior, and He gave you eternal life, and He says you'll be with Me forever? You know what? I guess as a pastor, sometimes uh, it's amazing. You know, one of the hardest things be we could ever formally call as a prayer meeting. I'm always suspicious of them. When I first started Valley, uh, I grew up with a traditional midweek prayer meeting. Well, I could only get the hall on Tuesday night, and I decided, we're not going to have a prayer meeting. I'll just teach the Word. I'll, I'm starting a church. I'll just teach, because not many folks go to prayer meetings anyway. And uh, I'm just thinking, I meet with about 15 men on Thursday night in Timothy, and our first, our first uh, time together is to learn to pray. And, and when you think about it, if you don't know how to pray, you've got to worry an awful lot. You've got to worry a lot. And I thought last week, as all of us men broke up in groups and we prayed, just the presence of God that came in that room, just the sense of peace that all is well that we cast on God. Though we live or die, though we don't see another tomorrow, all is well that I've committed to God. I don't know the future. I don't know if I'll be here tomorrow. But you know it's an amazing thing? When the alarm clock goes off in me and I get up and pray, I don't worry about tomorrow. Now, there's something I must tell you. Non-worried life doesn't mean you don't plan for tomorrow. You do plan. I find people who worry are very lazy today. They're frozen by the worry, so they do nothing today. Let worry not only call you to prayer, but call you to get up and fix your leaky roof. Don't just worry that the roof is leaking or has a bad place and the winter's coming. Don't just say, I'm going to pray on a new roof it'd be nice to get up there with a hammer. God never does unnecessary miracles to make up for our laziness. God never mows my lawn. Matter of fact, he doesn't even balance my checkbook. I need someone to. I'm trying to keep Carolyn from shopping. God won't do what you can do. He gives you, and you want a plan today? He says, you know what? I'm heading for retirement. It might be good if I save some money. Yeah, you're about 59. It'd be a good time. That'd be pretty good. You better get a plan. Well, isn't a plan against worry, or isn't that against trust? Not at all. Proverbs is full of planning, planning. Worriers don't plan, they worry. Worriors worry about the tomorrow that they're doing nothing today be prepared for it if they should see tomorrow. So I say, live wisely and let God's peace be yours by praying, by seeking first his priorities, by thinking on the right things. And anything you start to worry about, that's God's alarm clock for you to pray about it. And finally, practice the word. Jesus ended the Sermon on the Mount By saying, the wise man is the one who hears these sayings of mine and does them. He shall be like a man who built his house on a rock. And the storm came, but his house stood. The man who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them is like a man who builds on sand. And the storm comes, and great is the fall of that house. Hearing is not doing. You can hear a thousand sermons and be no different. And you don't need a different preacher. You need to become obedient. Ezekiel said when they heard him prophesy in Ezekiel, he said, they said of the prophet Ezekiel, you sound like a minstrel player. You sound beautiful. But Ezekiel says, but they would not do what I prophesied. So you can hear beautiful speakers, great sounding sermons, great sounding, no, 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 no great preaching and great listening will not change your life until you become great at doing. James says, Blessed is the man who does the word of God, for he who just hears the word and does not do it is like a man who beholds his face in a mirror, and he sees the dirt on his face, but he does nothing to wash his face. Hearing only convicts. Hearing only rebukes only when you start doing will you experience the supernatural peace of God. We know far more than most of us do. That was my great fear as a young man teaching at a Bible college. I was studying so much. I was going to seminary so much. I was in school or teaching at least 40 hours a week. And one day it hit me, my knowledge has far outran my obedience— I know far more than as a 22-year-old to 26-year-old young man, I knew how to practice. I thought, God, I've got to learn to put this stuff in my life. And until you decide to take the Word of God serious enough that it becomes your thoughts Blessed is the man who meditates on the law of the Lord both day and night, for whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of the waters, whose fruit is born in every season. But the wicked are not so, but they are like the chaff that the wind blows on, and there are no more. But he who meditates on the statutes of the Lord, Psalms 119, he will have great peace. Great peace have they that love thy law, Psalms 119, 165. Great peace have they that love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Are you easily offended? The reason is you don't meditate on God's Word. He gets you offense insulated.
1: And this is Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard, who will return in just a moment. Thank you for joining us here today on the program. It's our hope and prayer that our time together in God's Word has encouraged you, stimulated you and your walk with Christ. If you have questions or comments, maybe a prayer request, please take a moment and get a hold of us. You can reach us at 855-833-9864. Or visit truthfortodayradio.org and learn more about us. And now to share a bit more about us, once again, Pastor Phil Howard.
2: I would like to uh, thank the radio audience and for the team that has helped to put on Truth for Today for all these years, over 27 years. A uh, dream and a vision was taken from Isaiah to sow God's word that would not return void. And we had that desire, and we found different men in Valley Bible Church that stepped up with money, with time, with influence. And uh, we want to thank them for all these years. We're getting ready to phase out our Monday through Friday uh, program, but I didn't want us to close without saying thank you. Thank God uh, for Chuck Baudier who's been our— producer who has driven tapes in the olden days down to KFax. Uh, he saw to it that we were on the air. I thank God for my brother, David, who uh, always had the burden for me to do something and him watch me die of exhaustion, but he would write the check. He's always been a man that would uh, try to finance it the best he could. And thank you for him and many of you that yes. you've sent little or great gifts, yes. and uh, we've never wanted to be a begging ministry. We we have a great God. We don't have to beg, but we after these twenty-seven years, and uh, we feel like we've sown the word and say that you can actually live in the San Francisco Bay Area and hear God's word going out, and that's been our mission. That's been our dream. And God has enabled it for these 27 years. To God be the glory. May his word do what God determines. And I know that he will. Thank you for your patience, for your support. And God be praised in all that you've done. Thank you, Phil.
1: Again, you can reach us, friend, at 855-833-9864 or truthfortodayradio.org. Thank you for joining us today. Until next time, God bless.